Warning, Marriage on the Rocks provides unfiltered, unconventional, and sometimes unwelcomed relationship advice. Seth and Crystal are certified relationship coaches who have adopted specific methods that work very well for them. Your results may vary. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 134 of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion. And this week we are taking it old school. Yep. And uh, we're having a Negroni. Classic Negroni. Yeah. Um, yeah, we shared the video up. It's up on Facebook, on our Marriage on the Rocks Facebook page. Um, equal parts, three things, very easy to make. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's good. It's it turns really out good. pretty good, huh? Uh-huh. Didn't Wasn't this a drink? This was like one of the little drinks that you can order on uh, Red Dead. Was that a Negroni? No, it was a... A sar- uh, oh, Cesaric. Cesaric. That's right. Yeah, okay. It wasn't okay. a Negroni. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I never made the Red Dead Dream. Cesaric either. Yeah. Gives me an excuse to play Red Dead Redemption again. <laughs> uh, okay. So this week we are going to be talking about trust issues. Yep. Uh, the, we, it was funny because we were just, Seth was scrolling through, I don't know, Facebook or Instagram. It was stories. Or... It was somebody's story on Instagram uh, and she just shared it. Yeah. And, uh, and so just something came up and. We're like, Seth goes, oh, let's talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> so so we, uh, that's what we're talking about. Uh, but before we get started with that, Seth has his dumbass post of the week. It's not my dumbass Actually, post of the week. Actually, it's not his. Week. We, we got it from a listener from Brittany again. Yeah, Brittany shared it. Yeah. So this one said, if your girl doesn't go a little fucking psycho on you from time to time, then she's not in love with you, sweetie. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think the sweetie part makes it worse. I know, huh? Because when someone ends a sentence talking to a guy, it's obviously a woman saying this. Uh-huh. A, a guy would never tell and call another guy sweetie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Would a gay guy say sweetie? Maybe. He may. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I guess it could be a guy. Yeah. But anytime a, a phrase is ended with sweetie, it's this matter-of-fact type of statement. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Holy cow. That scared the shit out of me. Jeez. That was- my ice cube popped on like you. popped. You're gonna have to clip, get the clip of just that. <laughs> I know. Cause you, I, all I saw was like the water pop out too. Man, yeah. my reflexes are quick. I was ready to duck and cover. That was <clears> funny. I usually don't scare easy. Either. I, that that, you that got, got me. You got I think it's just because it came out of the blue like that. Jeez, yeah. that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> That's funny. Um. But yeah, anytime somebody ends that statement with sweetie, it's this very matter-of-fact way of basically saying, I'm right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're so fucking wrong <laughs> I know. about that. So I think the sweetie part makes it I know even worse. I know. Well, and it's not even that the person is, you know, well, they're completely wrong about, uh, yeah, about like being like, you, like that's such a good thing. That yeah. a woman is gonna get, be psycho with you, it, you know, and, and I, I see that still. I still see it so. Much. I actually I saw it again today from from uh, the, this girl that I'm I'm friends with on Instagram. That she's always saying stuff like that about like you know I need a guy who's gonna you know touch my butt and feed me tacos and understand that I'm psycho. Yeah, and like like you like people are trying to pass that off like it's a good quality to bring to the table. <laughs> Yeah. It's not. I know. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I, I think that maybe people are like, well, you just need to accept me the way I am. Mm-hmm. And, but the way you are isn't the way you should Didn't, be. Yeah. <laughs> people shouldn't accept that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, trust issues. So, so many people that we see out there anyway have freaking trust issues. And,. We we not only wanted to talk about just trust issues in general, because like there's there's certain things that I don't know that like we we're like we think that some some of the things that people think are trust issues um, aren't as bad as other people actually think they are, or they're not really trust issues. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's not really about trust. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so, uh, so we kind of wanted to talk about it. And I think that the, the thing that you, that you saw was what made it. Yeah. Like yeah. What, so what, what made, made it, it kind of pop in, into our head when I saw it was, uh, it was somebody just shared this little, this little quote on, on their Instagram story. And it said, uh, it said how to build a toxic relationship. Step one. I need all of your passwords. Yeah, that's what it was. And that's what it said. And and I I'm not disagreeing that that's not a toxic thing to bring. Mm-hmm. But I think that there are more than just even two sides to that type of statement. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where I saw that and I was like I was like, "Oh yeah." And and like initially I was just like, "Yeah, that's true." And then I was like, "Well, hold on. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Is is that really a toxic trait for someone to be like I need you to share your passwords, and then it, then that's kind of where we start talking about it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, if it's this controlling type of thing, it is. Mm-hmm. But was there a reason for distrust? And that's where we started to have the conversation, and we yeah. were like, we could talk about this. Yeah, but, we're like, shut up. No, yeah, let's, let's save it. Save it for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I think that that was really kind of the. I guess when you when you look at people that have trust issues, there's there tends to be this label on the partner that is asking for, you know, be more open with me. Why are you secretive? Why are mm-hmm. you hiding? That they get labeled. We've talked about that on here. They get labeled as controlling. Mm-hmm. And so I, I I think that that's where we we had the deeper questions of well, why is that? Is it really controlling? Is it really a trust issue? Is there reason to be trust issues? Is it just the way someone is? Mm-hmm. And, and what constitutes really having a trust issue? And then ultimately, if there are trust issues, no matter whether it's because of, of PTSD from another relationship, whether it's because of, of a control issue, whether it's because there is justifiable trust issues, how do you get past it? Mm-hmm. Um, be, because th- those are things that, that can tend to be a cancer on a relationship and slowly corrode and eat away at it until there's nothing left yeah and and it's very cliche to be like you know well trust is everything and but it is it you? really is i know well and i don't know i i look at people with trust issues and there's there is there is that fine line between you know being having being controlling and just not trusting somebody mm-hmm. and I mean, even with the even with the password thing, it's like I we both know each other's passwords for everything, but it's not like either one of us asked for all it, of that. It stuff. wasn't an intentional thing, and and, and I mean, I, I just think casually of of oh hey, grab my phone and and do whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what's your password? Oh, here it is. And you plug it in, mm-hmm. and then you do it. If that gives you anxiety thinking about that, why? Yeah. What? What is it? Because, <coughs> geez, <laughs> <laughs> if if you do have anxiety about that, or you do, I mean, you are you're doing something to be anxious about. Uh huh. Yeah. I, I, unless it's Christmas time. And I'm yeah. <laughs> hiding an email uh-huh. or something like that or a picture. Because sometimes I'll be like, whoa, Because we, when you go to take photos or videos off of my phone to put on Facebook. Yeah. If I've like, if mom and I have been. Or to edit the podcast. Yeah, or like I've sent somebody a picture of what to get you or or I've taken a screenshot of, oh, here's here's. Here's the Wonder Woman purse I got Crystal for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I have to be like, oh, hold on, don't open my photos yet. But it's not out of this. It's just fear of spoiling a surprise. Yeah. And once again, it's that's not doing only, something bad. It's only exclusive to the holidays. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the only time. Yeah. The holidays, birthdays. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it, it's not this. But even at that, it's not that I'm glued to my phone to where, you know, I it has to be within arm's reach for fear of you looking at it mm-hmm. or fear of you getting at it getting on there and digging through it or or looking through my search history or looking through my photo albums or or things like that and so there's when people have issues 
with sharing passwords and stuff like that, I am immediately going to accuse you that have those issues that you're hiding something. Mm-hmm. Because if you weren't, you wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And I know that the, the tried and true argument is it's not about trust. It's about respecting boundaries of my privacy. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to have my own privacy. Well, well what do you need why? to... But what do you need to... Have privacy from your partner. Yeah. What is on your phone that you need to keep private? And that's what I'll continue. And, and if you say nothing, nothing, then my question, okay, then let your partner have it. Mm-hmm. And, and and so if you're really wanting to draw this invisible line in the sand, mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying I don't buy it. I don't think that's true. Now, mm-hmm. you and I have never told each other we need our password mm-hmm. or we better share our passwords or your phone better never be locked or... Let me look at your phone because it's not an issue. Mm-hmm. And when trust issues aren't an issue, the need to do those things just doesn't come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. What, what do you think about, like, do you think that these type these types of things start happening? I mean, even before they're even in any kind of relationship, say, you know, with their parents and their dumbass parents have now made them this have all of these trust issues because which they probably maybe rightfully so you know were looking at their diary or looking at whatever uh, and like they didn't have they had to hide a true sense of privacy from, growing up anyway yeah and so they had to hide stuff from their parents and so they felt like well even if my own parents are violating my trust like that how am i supposed to trust anybody else i don't know don't i mean don't doesn't everybody hide something from their parents yeah i don't i don't i mean i don't i I would just be like okay you're a kid you're an adult now get over it yeah yeah unless you're dexter morgan yeah (laughs) you know Uh the only and and i would still even go to that Mm mm-hmm the only reason you got mad about it or you hid shit from your parents when you were a kid is because you were doing something you weren't supposed to be doing in the first place. Mm-hmm. If yeah, you had well, really, rightfully so. If you had really written in your diary what a great day you had and things like that, that there weren't personal secretive stuff in there, you wouldn't have gotten mad that your parents mm-hmm. looked at that. I mean, I didn't have a lock on my door mm-hmm. growing up. Yeah, I mean, I didn't... Me we didn't lock doors. We didn't... I mean, it I wasn't, it wasn't the type of kid either, though, that was like... Stay out of my room right. and all this stuff. This is too. my space. And maybe I don't know. I just think of I'm maybe I'm going going too deep into it, but you know that's I think that that's maybe where it well, probably I, starts. I, I I'm not going to disagree that that's where it starts, but I will say it's not a valid excuse. Is the no, and I, and it's it's exactly like like someone making an excuse for well last week like. I cheat because I was raised by a cheater. Yes, exactly. It's in my DNA. Uh, yeah, fucking and, and give, trying to give those those shutdown type of arguments like that just shows how ineffective at communicating you really are. Mm-hmm. When you have to always pull out this trump card mm-hmm. on everything. Yeah. That well, I can't do anything about it because that's just how I am. Well, then you're not open. You are very close-minded, mm-hmm. and there's no room for compromise, and you have zero communication skills. Yeah. Plain and simple. I know. I know. And yeah. don't try to bait me on it, because that's just how I feel about it. <laughs> well, I, th- I think that, like, with you, you saying that's how I feel about it and everything, that's... Uh, people need to... Like, when it goes to trying to help your partner or help someone with trust issues and stuff, it... You both have to be open-minded and and or open to discuss what your issues and your problems are and why you feel the way that you do. And, and this, this, once again, keep in mind, this is about trust issues, not about if you're like, well, all of my stuff's private and all of my partner's pri- stuff is private and we get along great. I'm not talking to you. You don't have trust issues. Yeah, that's how you guys are together. Mm-hmm. But most of the t- <clears throat> most of the time. You have one partner that wants to be an open book and one partner that wants to be very secretive. Mm -hmm. And they have trust issues. So it's not about saying that keeping things private is wrong. Mm -hmm. It's really about the realm of there's trust issues and is this one of the ways to promote trust or distrust Mm -hmm. doing that. 
If you and your partner are like, you know what, we have completely separate accounts, separate phones, services, mm -hmm. separate providers, separate, you know, he doesn't have access to my shit, I don't have access to him, and that keeps us fine and happy, I'm not talking to you. Mm -hmm. You don't have trust issues. Mm -hmm. That's a totally separate subject. I know. Well, I, I think that... Or you both have trust issues and it cancels each other out. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that's, that's probably even worse. But I think that with, with like... Even with people like having separate accounts and stuff too, um, and and not trusting their partner with money and stuff, uh, that it's a big that I think a lot of people probably deal with that. Once again, but because someone couldn't handle money, mm -hmm. or because someone was secretive with money and the other one wasn't, that's what created the trust issue. Mm -hmm. It's not. Once again, if you're on the same page. With, hey, my money's mine, your money's yours. We both pitch in for these three things here. And there's no problems. Then I'm not talking to you. Mm -hmm. Well, I know. And it seems like most times than not, both people aren't on the same, same Yeah, page. that's what I'm saying. It's uh -huh. usually one that is okay with it and one that's not. Mm -hmm. and, and, and part of the problem is you, you end up having two ends of the perspective and spectrum on that on... Well, I want my privacy. I don't want to share this. And the other one's like, well, you know, it, it's like what I've said before about, about my ex-wife. I always operated under the, under the premise that I wouldn't do anything that I would get mad at you for doing. Mm -hmm. And that only works when your partner would actually get mad at something that you did. Yeah, I know. And it's the same thing with trust. Mm -hmm. well, if, so, if you're like, well, I don't care if you look at my phone. I don't care if you, I have nothing to hide. Mm-hmm. But your partner is like, well, I'd, I wouldn't want to look at your stuff anyway because I want to respect your privacy. If you have one person in the relationship that is like, I don't need privacy from you. I'm married to you. We don't need that type of privacy. And the other one's like, no, no, no. No matter whether we're married or not, I still need privacy. That's where you end up with the headbutting on this. Yeah, I know. There, well, There's people that... Well, there's uh -huh. grown-ass adults... That still keep a diary. Oh, yeah. I guess a secretive is. diary that their yeah. partner's not allowed to read. That's and as a partner, you would have to assume that what's in there is about things they don't like about you. Or something. I mean, stuff that they're hiding. It's yeah. not. It's, or so, it's something they don't want you to see. Yeah, that's weird to me. I don't know. Sorry, people. But I do. I think that's weird. I don't understand why people would want to write a diary and hide stuff about their partner or from their partner on there. That's yeah. odd. But, um, but so many people bring all of these trust, trust issues with them from previous relationships mm -hmm. too. And, uh, and I think that, I don't know with those types of people, I just, I, I think about it and I'm like, well, why aren't you? Why can't you give your new partner the benefit of the doubt or a chance mm -hmm. or, you know, a, allow them to trust them until they until they a, give yeah. them a reason they're, to not trust they're, them. They're innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, but it's like no, thing. you're guilty until you prove that you're innocent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah I mean, I, I think that. I mean, I look at I look at some of the stuff I went through with with my ex and and. I didn't really have trust issues with you. Like I've said before on other episodes, I kind of, I was waiting to see if I was going to be duped again. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't your fault, mm -hmm. but I didn't, I didn't take it out on you in the form of us fighting about it, arguing about it, or me accusing you about it. Mm -hmm. It was really, yeah, I got burned pretty bad last time, so I'm going to be on guard. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't, it wasn't a. It wasn't anything toxic mm -hmm. that strained our relationship or anything like that. Now, if 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 I would have kept that up, it could have been. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's the same thing with the trust issues. And, and and you have to. I'm, as much as I usually don't like people until they convince me I should like them. Mm -hmm. I'm. I think most people would, and I may have even said it before that I don't trust people. But it's not really. I, I'm not really that way. I don't. Mm -hmm. I think being guarded and not trusting anybody's two separate things. And I know people that just trust everybody. Mm -hmm. 
and get burned and burned and burned and burned. And then I know people that don't trust anybody and can't develop relationships because they have such a lack of trust in people. Mm-hmm. But I do think there is a middle ground where it's like, well, I'm not going to be naive and think that everybody's trustworthy because mm-hmm. they're not. Yeah. But you can't, you can't hold that against the people that are trustworthy. Mm-hmm. So allowing bits and rooms and pieces to see what the relationship's like, to see you know, what their trust levels are, um, things like that. that. That's kind of how you organically and naturally test the waters and you start to give them, you let the slack out of the line a little more and more and more and more until they give you a reason not to. Mm-hmm. Um, but even with that being said, if my gut is telling me something, I won't even allow them the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my gut doesn't tell me that about everybody. I'm not like, you know. Right. Yeah. No. I don't yeah. just say that word. I I don't, I don't say, that... well, I, I'm not one of those people who's like, I knew it. I knew I shouldn't have trusted that motherfucker. <laughs> I don't do that. Uh-huh. I, and especially with you, I will tell you right off the bat, I get a weird feeling about that person. Mm-hmm. I don't trust them. Mm-hmm. And that's usually what I'll say. Mm-hmm. There's, I just, there's something about them I don't trust. Mm-hmm. And I'm usually right. Uh-huh. Yeah, you are. And even if I find out, like, after my initial interaction or impression of them, I'll say, you know what, I think I was wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not, they're not that bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's ever Yeah, happened. usually I think I've been right. <laughs> but I know. I, I, I don't know. I guess maybe uh, I'm more of the give the benefit of the doubt to to anybody until they prove me otherwise and then but i mean you you have a really good like gut instinct and you just know (laughs) i know yeah i don't know why Mm Mhm. sometimes i wish i didn't yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's good though um but I, I think to your point, though, with, with the trust issues people bring mm-hmm. into the relationships, I mean, you th- there's a big party that's just kind of like, well, just get over it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's I a know. clean slate. But that's, that's hard to do when those trust issues caused permanent damage mm-hmm. to that person. And so I think that that's just where you have to be aware. Well, I think that's what, like, with you saying, you know, there's a difference between having trust or not trusting everybody and having your guard up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I guess that's what people need to do is, yeah. is have your guard up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think of, uh, of Michael Scott, I'm ready to get, I'm ready to get hurt again or whatever. Yeah. And I think that that's probably what these people go through is, well, if I trust this person all the way, they're going to hurt me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just setting myself up for that. Mm-hmm. And, but but I think whether you have your guard up or you don't and you get burned, it's going to hurt the same. Yeah. There's just part of, there's people that want that piece to be able to be like, I knew it. Mm-hmm. I knew it. I told you so. Or I told myself, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. To where they want that satisfaction of being able to almost say, yeah, I got burned and I knew I was going to get burned. Yeah, I know. That's, and and that's, 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 that's toxic. toxic. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a good, to be able to always look for the I told you so or I told myself or I knew it type of mentality that's that's a very very bad trait to have mm-hmm. um and so that's where people that do that like it's almost like you're kind of rooting against yourself just so you can be like i knew it mm-hmm. you know and, and those are the people that you can tell that something always bad hap- happens to them yeah people. but they and they always think something's bad is always going to happen to somebody else Mm-hmm. That's where where we get it with with even the relationship stuff. So we'll wait until we'll wait until he does this, uh-huh. or they always think that what they did was great and they still got burned. Mm-hmm. When really when it's like, they no, didn't do anything didn't, great. Yeah, you didn't do it great at all. Yeah, it was mediocre at best, and that's why you got burned. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's those are the people that tend to be very matter of fact about you know all men are liars, all men are pigs, all women cheat, you know, or whatever it is. And that, that absolute type of statement is very, very toxic when mm-hmm. categorizing everybody <laughs> yeah. into one bucket. I know. I think that when... Which I guess I do when I'm like, men are stupid. <laughs> men are idiots. Yeah, you do. You do. But, I mean, you're still telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, I ain't lying. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that when um, when you... 
when you have trust issues and stuff, I think that there is some some questions that you need to ask yourself too as a person with trust issues and kind of kind of dig down and understand why you feel the way that you do or what has this new partner done to me that made me not trust them or made made me have these trust issues are they lying to me are they being secretive towards me mm-hmm. what is going on to make me feel this way and, um, and well and vice versa that's what the person that's being distrusted you need to be aware of all of that stuff you just said as well mm-hmm. you know we said it on here a hundred times perceptions reality if you're acting secretive if you're acting sneaky if you're acting untrustworthy yeah, yeah. you can't get mad when your partner distrusts you Mm-mm. yeah i know and you know i i don't i don't like the I mean, I guess you said it a little bit earlier, but the, um, the, well, that's the way I am type of mentality. You know, you need to understand Mm -hmm. that I'm, that this is just how I am and I am not, I don't trust anybody. Mm -hmm. And, but that person needs to understand the way their partner is feeling too. And the, they... I don't know. They don't. They feel the exact opposite of them. Yeah. And and just trying to to listen. I, I guess listening to to your partner, to their feelings, and being able to to communicate to them why or from both parties, like you said, why we why you guys are having these issues. Well, and, and people when they want to talk about this stuff, um, they. They, they think that just because they're having the conversation about it, that they're communicating openly about it. But th- there's a big difference between getting your point across and actively listening to what your partner has to say. Mm-hmm. So if you want to plead your case and you're like, well, my partner just needs to understand that this is the way I am because of A, B, C, D, F, and G, that's not the end of the conversation. Yes, you got your case out there, but now it's your partner's chance to say, I hear you. Mm-hmm. But here's where I'm coming from, mm-hmm. and figure out what is that what is that common ground. I I just really have a hard time buying that trust issues come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I just really do. I don't think that that's the case. I know you you tend to find out so many so many times that there was a reason. Mm-hmm. There was a reason, whether it was a big reason or a little reason, or even just being able to point to someone's behavior, that there was a reason they did that. Oh, yeah, for sure. With everything, not yeah. just not just uh, romantic relationships, mm-hmm. it's like with everybody. Yeah. And then eventually the truth comes out and you're like, well, yeah, that's why mm-hmm. I had all of these feelings because of the way that you were acting and like you said like you know if if the person is being secretive and stuff and and trying to uh i don't know just hide stuff i guess Mm -hmm. um it's like well do you realize what you're doing do you realize that you're acting secretive do you realize that because you're acting this way i have i'm having these trust issues mm-hmm. because of your behavior and you hiding your phone or whatever right um, another thing is people um like saying that they're say they want to do something or not do that they're going to do something and then don't come through with um with what they promised that they were going to do mm-hmm and um and I, I don't like those because it's like when well I don't like it when people say they're gonna do something they don't do it anyway right but um but they uh, where was I going with that about the empty promises yeah I don't know um yeah I have I have no idea yeah I mean I th- I think that it, it, tying tying it into People not doing what they say. I think it starts very small sometimes. People tend to put the if you if you make the blanket statement of well they broke a promise. When you say that, somebody people may look at that and think it's it's a big promise. Well, they 
they promised they would never cheat, mm-hmm. and they cheated. And they refer to things like their vows and stuff like that. Well, you promised this, or, or what? What was the thing that? Oh, it was it was the office. Whatever he finds out, Jan's pregnant. He's like, he's like, you you got pregnant while we were together. You promised me you wouldn't cheat uh, or something yeah. like that. And uh-huh. it's like that's what they tend to mean. But distrust can start to build up. From those little things, and and I don't think I wouldn't even say they're little white lies. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, it's little things where if you're like, "Hey, come on, babe, I need you to start pitching in. Mm-hmm. I need you to start helping with the laundry or making the bed or cooking," and your partner's like, "You know what? Next week, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do the laundry," and they don't. Yeah, well, I I think that where I was gonna go is that you don't you start to not believe them. Yeah, and so. You're just like, okay, whatever. Like, you keep saying this. And I think that I specifically went through that in my previous relationship where I didn't I didn't trust what he was saying because I didn't believe that he was actually going to try to do, you know, whatever it was. And, the, and the, I, I would still put that in, like, the bigger promise type of category. I mean, when, when you've confronted a partner and you've said, this is what's wrong and you need to change, and they mm-hmm. say, I promise I'll change. That's a big promise. I don't. I wouldn't dismiss that as something little. Mm-hmm. But I think that, yeah, obviously, if you if you can't trust them on the big promises, I mean, that's exactly where the trust issues come from. But I do think that all those little things and empty promises and things that people say just to pacify their partner mm-hmm. and they don't live up to it and they don't come through with it, those little things be, start to become bigger things where it's like, well, if I can't trust you to not do the five things you told me you were going to start doing how can i trust you to not you know do something yeah big. not do something big uh-huh yeah. yeah i know i think i think that um people married people with kids and stuff go through that probably a lot and where i i i think i would pick on the men more than the women was that one where the man you know needs to pick up the slack or do this with the kids or whatever and and then the wife's like you're still not doing what you're supposed to Mm -hmm. so how are we going to get through this when i can't trust you to to pick up the kids on time or whatever it may be um but i think that we talked about like being emotionally supportive with with your partner, and um, I think that you didn't really, you didn't really care for that, that way of, of saying it. But that's what it comes to is, is to be open and honest with your your partner and be supportive to them, no matter which side you're on. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, the the way that you you tend to see it is providing your partner with this emotional safe space which oh that's what you yeah, didn't like i yeah. hate that that uh-huh. safe space thing now i i just got hung up on kind of the vernacular behind it but mm-hmm. what what it's really what that really does for your partner and for you is allow them the you know we've said it on here you're allowed to have the feelings you have you're allowed excuse me you're allowed to like the things you like and you're allowed to dislike the things you do dislike and and providing your partner with the availability and option to be completely open with how they feel about something without recourse or repercussion is is one of the biggest things you can do to start building trust because if your partner can't trust to be open with you without you flying off the handle or without you judging them or being accusatory with them you you can't have trust to move on to good open communication past that, mm-hmm. um, and and that's where like 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 I've informed people before that my my ex and I talked all the time. We we didn't quit talking even though we quit doing everything else. Mm-hmm. We still communicated, but it wasn't obviously it wasn't good communication. Mm-hmm. And and I remember her and I even you know we fancied ourselves that we had great communication. Well, we, we communicate all the time, and what we really meant was, well, we talk. Mm-hmm. But we, anytime we started to talk about the hard stuff, it was an argument. Mm. And I wasn't my... She had made it to the point to where the conversations were not allowed to be had. Mm-hmm. 
because it was either she was either going to come up with some kind of shutdown statement that was going to try to end the conversation right there, which made everything I had said null and void. And, and, and that's really what you're trying to avoid whenever you have that that emotional safe space to be as open as you want to be. It, it's it's where you're allowed, like I said, to say what you want to say. You're, you're allowed to have those feelings. And so if you if you say, well, you know, I don't, I I'm not trusting you because your phone is always two inches in front of your face. You have a panic attack when you can't find it. You won't let me see it. You 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 know, I accidentally grabbed your phone the other day instead of mine because they're sitting next to each other, and you flew off the handle. Put my phone down. What are you doing? And mm-hmm. And those are things that you have done that have made me distrust you. Mm-hmm. And that's really what happened. Right? Yeah, and, and I think that people tend to take it so personally to where if, if, if even getting down that path, the partner, I don't know why we're stuck on the phone thing, but it, I think it's just a good example for mm-hmm. what people tend to hide all their shit on now. Mm-hmm. If, if your partner's like, you know, and, and for me to get past this, I need, I'm not saying I'm going to go through your phone every day, but when you tell me this is my realm you don't touch it and i say well why mm-hmm. it makes you want to want to look well, and, and not only that but it makes me distrust you yeah you are hiding something yeah it makes you want to i think well i don't know maybe for women it makes women want to to figure out well, what what are they hiding yeah why can't they why is why can't i yeah. see their phone and and I think that even if even if the partner is like, I need you to unlock your phone and let me look at it. If if you not that I want to catch you in the act or anything, unless that's what needs to happen. If you're doing something, just tell me now. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, I really just don't see the problem with saying, "Here, here's my phone. Mm-hmm. Look away." And but and that response can't come through this. From the see, see, I told you I'd hide nothing. Mm-hmm. You just apparently because that's where you you immediately crush that that safe space of communication. Mm-hmm. And now they can't trust to be open with you anymore. And, and so your response when you do decide to compromise, if you have nothing to hide, if there's nothing going on, once again, I don't know how you would hit that point if you're not hiding something anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I just find it, as someone that does get wrapped around the principle of things quite a bit, mm-hmm. that is something I would not, I would I would never get wrapped around. I know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose to die on, if I had nothing to hide, why would I die on the hill of I'm allowed to hide whatever I want even though I have nothing to hide? <laughs> that is the dumbest argument I've ever heard. <laughs> but is. people stick by that. Big time. And they come up with, 101 stupid ass reasons as to why they do that mm-hmm. and i'm still gonna say you're hiding something yeah there's something in there maybe they're not savvy enough to find maybe they aren't tech techy enough to figure it out there's something there's something in your search history there's an old message you saved in your facebook messenger from from a high school sweetheart that reached out to you you know eight years ago and said you were looking good and you look at that every once in a while to to boost your own confidence or something. There's something going on. There is something in there that you're hiding. Uh-huh. Because yeah. if there's not, I mean, maybe you've liked a bunch of photos on Instagram you shouldn't have liked. Or, uh-huh. And it doesn't have to necessarily be Well, I mean, this, people could, if they wanted to, they could really dig. Yeah. And and see even without, do, like, looking at their partner's phone for that true. stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. I think that, like, with... With trusting somebody, the it, it is all. I think it always does boil down to not you trusting the person, you not trusting them. There is some kind of reason for you not to trust them, and you always everybody has that gut feeling, mm-hmm. and if you do, there. There is probably something going on, or there's definitely a reason why you you feel the way that you do. And and I think that if, if you are in that category of you have done absolutely nothing wrong in any way, shape, or form, and your partner is that untrusting, borderline control freak partner, psycho. Don't. Well, it's gonna be. Well, that no, hard. I know. Well, I was just thinking the psycho. Don't be. You you have to. Uh, I would recommend allowing them the space. What you don't want to do is create more 
untrustworthy behaviors. If someone if someone is saying, "Look, I I don't trust you. I I know you haven't done anything. It's just my gut's telling me this." And if you know beyond a shadow of a doubt you've done nothing wrong, the best way to appease them, and, and once again, don't die on this hill. The best way to appease them is is to allow them that initial time. Okay, here here's what we're gonna do. If you feel I'm doing something wrong, you do your research. I'm an open book. Mm-hmm. You can look through my drawers. You can look through my phone. You can look through my work computer. If that's going to make you calm down, the caveat is we are never doing this again. Mm-hmm. When you find out that I have done nothing wrong, you owe me an apology, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about this, but this behavior is unacceptable moving forward. Mm-hmm. But if this, if you need to do this to prove to yourself that I am trustworthy, I'll support your investigation at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. But you need to know it's I'm not happy about it and you're you could potentially cause a problem between us if you don't stop this. Yeah. I think that other people there's people that um that also cause their own trust issues because of shit that they're doing too. Yeah. Well, and that, that that's that's an old saying that it's it's a projection. Mm-hmm. They think you're sneaking around because they're sneaking around. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sneaking around with my ex, and I still thought she was doing something. I know. So I don't necessarily think that's always true. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I mean, but I, the, I'm not going to say. Yeah, but I'm not going to say guilty that it's people not. that are like that do some shady shit, and mm-hmm. they think that everybody is the same, right? And will do the same to them. In my my ice pop. Yours just popped. What's up with that? I was about to knock you out of your chair if it was going to pop too bad. <laughs> Save you. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the there is people like that. Oh yeah, too. for sure, and, for sure. Well, and and you 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 hear those stories quite a bit. Like he always thought I was cheating on him. Coming to find out, he had been cheating on me for ten yeah. years. And I, I look back to some of those confessions of a cheater that we did last week of that guy that was you know been married for twenty five years. I wonder how many times he's thought his wife was cheating on him. I know. Yeah. And and I think that that's where when you start to do snake, sneaky, shady shit, you just inevitably think that that's what other people are doing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's a way to cope with it, of being like, well, I can't admit that I'm this just piece of shit person. I can't be the only one doing this. Mm-hmm. And, and and I I know I've talked to people that have cheated or that have been in the process of cheating, who are borderline. They feel that I kind of wish my partner would cheat. That way I don't have to feel so bad for cheating. Mm-hmm. And they kind of want to look at it as a wash. Mm-hmm. And and I think that that's that. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think that that someone else's behavior can cause that distrust. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where if you feel that that's what's happening. And you're in that position. That's where you say, "Okay, I'm an open book. You go through my shit. I get to go through yours." Exactly. I know. Yeah. Well, that's what made me think about that was was you saying that and saying, "Okay, <laughs> yeah. this is what's happening. We both are going to go through each other's stuff. Not you know, you just go through my stuff. We're both mm-hmm. going through each other's. And then you know, if everything's all good, then yeah. we'll just forget about yeah. this." And move on. It's going to cause a huge problem. There's going to be a massive fight in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. What is this? I was yeah. looking at what the, what the fuck is this? Who the hell's this person? Yeah. You know? I know. Yeah. And, and so I think that that's where, you know, it, it's it's going to cause an issue. Mm-hmm. Big time. But I think you, you have the people that that there's just no trust issues. So they're not even on the platform. There's one you have the perspective of, I have a trust issue in you. You've done something to make me think in my heart and my gut that you're doing something wrong, and I don't know exactly what it is, but I've got to find out if it's true or not. And then there's others that are dealing with that. I haven't done anything wrong, and my partner thinks I have. Yeah. And that's where I would – my ask if I was on the receiving end of that untrusting partner and I knew I hadn't done anything wrong, what is it you think I've done? Mm-hmm. And and they that's where I think that the best argument from that perspective is, you can't treat me that I'm guilty until proven innocent. Mm-hmm. I I I haven't done anything. So if there, what do I need to do to show you that I can trust you? But 
I still go back to, I, I just don't think it comes out of nowhere. I always think there's a reason. Mm-hmm. may not be a good reason. And it may not be well, and, relationship ending. And usually it's something that, some it could be something small that they they saw a guy at their at her work that was just kind of better looking than he is or something uh-huh. and then after that he's like after he meets him he's like oh well she's she's probably she's probably into him and or something like that some but like you something that you could have talked about but with that, you'll hear, you'll hear the partner say, when they meet the better looking coworker, if you ever cheat on me with so-and-so, oh, I'm going to kill them or yeah. kill you. They already get, and I think sometimes the partner that's so paranoid plants the seed of infidelity in their other partner's head. I know. I know. That's true. Huh? When it's like, just shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Why then, even bring Then they wouldn't even think the, yeah. about that person like, oh, Mm-hmm. They must think that they're good looking then. So, hmm, should I think that they're good looking? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think in the history of those type of statements being said, it's never backfired. I know. Yeah. I don't care who. I don't care who you talk to, hang out with. It can't be that person uh-huh. out there. Yeah. Because then, then you've imma- you've immediately turned it into the forbidden fruit, which we all know forbidden fruit has to be tasted. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You're no. funny. But, but I, I do think there is this psychological temptation yeah. that, uh, I don't know if I'd say weak-minded people, but, but people that could get caught up in the moment would tend to falter on. Mm-hmm. Once once you say, you can't touch this, any, it's the hot stove theory. You mm-hmm. can't touch this. Mm-hmm. Do not ch- chase that. And then they're like, yeah, well, I wonder true. why. What's... Well, now it feels even dirtier and, and, and more secretive. And, ooh, that's hot. And mm-hmm. when it's like, A, you shouldn't have said anything in the first place. And, and B, that, that partner was still a piece of shit. I'm not giving them an excuse for that. But I, I do think that there is this some kind of, of, of mental thing that people go through when they're told, you know, don't do this. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. And I think that there are people tend I, – I think women are way more – both covert and overt about it at the same time. Um, And I think that men kind of stumble around it because they don't know. So if if a man goes to his wife's company party and the hot guy in the office is there, he may ask his wife a lot of questions. So is is he single? Mm -hmm. Does he have any kids? How long has he been working here? How old is he? Mm-hmm. And they, they want to kind of find out all of these things that don't really matter, but it's almost like, well, I need to know as much about my enemy as possible. <laughs> is that what it is? And I don't think women really go through that path with it as far as, as, as what. They may want to know if she's single. Mm-hmm. They may want to know something about her, but I think a woman may stalk their social media more than a guy would. Mm-hmm. A guy, yeah. a guy wouldn't go on and try to find his wife's coworkers on social media and try to. I don't think they would. I anyway. don't think so. I don't know. Maybe that, there's. But, I mean, nowadays, you know, yeah, they may. And do like that. real guys that are really intimidated but don't have the balls to like stand up. Those are the ones that will, <laughs> that will like befriend the guy. Oh gosh, I know you're right. Like. Oh man, I hope my wife didn't fuck that dude at the Christmas party. Hey, buddy, what are you into? <laughs> Let's be friends. Maybe maybe you'll like me enough. You won't fuck my wife behind my back. Oh my! And gosh. that's really kind of how they take yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. And it, it's a complete like beta male approach to yeah to I don't even know what you call it because it sure shit ain't assertiveness. It's 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 a why am I losing submission? It's this weird yeah. form of puppy dog submission uh-huh. of I'm gonna roll over my back and. Just don't kick me. Uh huh. Oh, type man. of thing. That's sad. It was very That's sad. Really yeah. sad. Jeez. So you see that. Uh-huh. So there's the guys that handle it that way. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I think. But I think like when when a woman, this is what women do. When a woman meets the guy's hot coworker, mm-hmm. she immediately attacks something about her. Mm-hmm. Um, 
not like her hair. Do you see the outfit she was wearing? Does she always dress like that? It's they they start to try to take these pecs, and it goes back to what I used to love that women or girls, I say women, that girls would do in like high school and stuff that they always thought like turned guys off was the the hoary girl never kept the guys from wanting to bang her or banging her because the other oh, girls called her a, a whore. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, she's so slutty. I heard she slept with so-and-so. And the guy's like, oh, that dirty bird. But in his head, he's like, well, fuck, she's going to be easy as shit. Uh-huh. And so <laughs> it always backfired. And so I think, but that's kind of how I equate that to what they do now. Yeah. Of of that type of this this kind of behind-their-back verbal assault about mm-hmm. their character or their look or or something like that. Or they, they pick a feature. It's like, instead of just being like, fuck yeah, she's good looking. It's mm-hmm. they, they want to find one thing that is like that the guys never thought about would be unattractive or her other good qualities completely hide that fact. Mm-hmm. You know, or whatever it is. Um, and so, but I think that that's how, men would never do that. Mm-hmm. Men would never be like, like, ugh. Did you see the shape of his eyebrows? <laughs> if he's if he's a good looking guy, yeah. they wouldn't say that. No, huh? But a woman would. A woman would be like, oh my gosh, she's got a perfect butt, perfect teeth, perfect smile, perfect hair, perfect everything. Oh, she's got this one little thing I don't like. Uh-huh. I'm gonna point that out, and that's gonna make him think she's unattractive. And never in the history of pointing that one flaw out has ever made the guy think that she's unattractive. <laughs> that's why you gotta pull a Kelly Kapoor uh-huh. and just walk up to her in the crowd and be like, did you just fart? <laughs> Because that will ruin it. <laughs> or what the what the woman should do is be like, like oh, I was. Let's say her name's, um, I don't know, Casey. Casey, Casey's the hot girl at work, and you're at the Christmas party. What the, what you need to do to ensure that your husband never wants interest in her is be like, I'm gonna go to the restroom real quick. Come back and be like, oh my god, that Casey chick was in there, and she was taking the smelliest worst shit. <laughs> It was so loud. Oh my gosh, it was bad. So you have to just go completely repulsive. Because guys will, guys are visual. Yeah, they'll immediately get that visual of, of the hot girl, pooping. Chasey, holding on to the, the handrails, <laughs> shitting her ass off, sweating and grunting, and then oh it just gosh. turns them off. They just can't do it, worry about it at all. Or, like, yeah. or do something like, ugh, she was in there and she was like, do you have a tampon? My flow's really bad. <laughs> And it was like, uh, no, I don't. And then uh, so I was like, well, I've got this. And she's like, oh, well, that. No, I need a bigger one. I have, I have, a, I have a, a big pussy <laughs> or something. Oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> so vulgar shut and disgusting up. that oh the guy's God. like, he's like, oh, yep. She's not attractive <laughs> at all. And guaranteed that dude's going to tell the other coworkers, oh, man, at the Christmas party, Casey, my wife went in there. Casey was taking this massive shit. <laughs> And poor Casey just has no idea why all the guys <laughs> lost interest in her. I know. Oh my god. And then the wife can be like that guy. As well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pulling that. <laughs> Follow me for more marriage tips. Yeah. <laughs> right. But that's where it's it's, it's got to be psychological warfare. Uh huh. I know. To get him out of there. Well, I know, and it's funny, yeah, because because I don't think women, most women, don't think of those types of things to do. <laughs> But and you're right. They they do pick something that that the guy doesn't fucking care about. Yeah. He's like, whatever. Like, okay, she has an ugly nose, but she has a nice ass. Right. So who yeah. cares? I don't have to look at her face. Yeah. <laughs> and just just have her uh, just do her doggy style, and I'm good. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, that's why you've got to put that mental picture. Of her shit never. Yeah. Works, then that that takes exactly. the ass out of the equation. Exactly. Like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but I think that with uh, when it comes to to actually getting through this and helping your partner uh, not have these trust issues, or you not uh, you not having the trust issues too, is to that you both need to work on giving each other the right amount of self or of self-esteem and confidence. Yep. I, I that I I think that that is something that people completely miss or is absolutely underestimated. The I think the biggest thing that you and I have done for one another that has 
I mean, we we've talked in here about about the amount of sex and 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 you know staying attractive for one another and being flirtatious and and never letting the butterflies die. But I think a lot of that is really driven between how we make each other feel mm-hmm. about ourselves. Yes. Um, and it's all tied into everything I just listed. The sex drive and the sexuality and the sensuality and, and the partnership and, and all of that stuff is derived by how your partner makes you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think boosting each other's confidence, helping ensure that their self-esteem stays, excuse me, stays high mm-hmm. is, God, I got the hiccups now, is a huge key to just alleviating the trust issue whatsoever. And if you've gone through the trust issue, that is probably the best starting point to rebuild. Oh, for sure. And it's got to be sincere. Mm -hmm. It's got to be. I mean, you couldn't have just had a huge trust fight and you got caught doing something stupid. And then the next day be like, have I told you how beautiful you are? Oh, God. Because it's not sincere. Oh, that's not sincere at all. And you're just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, especially if she's not. She's (laughs) going to know. (laughs) Shut up. you're awful but i think making sure that they feel good about themselves is it's so important and i think that you're right i think that like that it is something that kind of gets dismissed Mm -hmm. and people don't want to to, well, people don't talk about that. It's not that they don't, don't want to talk about it. It's just they don't. Well, and, and, and people take their own insecurities and issues and actually want to bring their partner down based on their own insecurities. Yeah, that's true. And that, that that is horribly toxic. Yeah, that's very true. I <clears throat> I think about that with even with myself. Like when I was with my ex, and I because I would do I would do that. I would make my own insecurities. I would cause problems and fights because of my own insecurities. And then it would make me not trust him. Mm-hmm. And it would obviously cause a fight. Right. I Yeah, I never even like... I never really even thought about that. That I was... <laughs> I was the, That's really shitty. I know. It is. <laughs> it really is. But because I didn't... Because... He didn't make me feel the way that he didn't make me feel good about me mm-hmm. and how I felt felt about myself. It it really probably could have helped if he would have done certain things to to make me feel good about myself and give me the confidence back that I needed. Yep. And I think that you, you def- I know you definitely do that for me, and we do that for each other. Well, it, it, it's, it's all reciprocated. It's not one-sided. Right. Uh, and, and it's not that we, it's not that we have to force it or, or actively mm-hmm. try to tell each other all of this stuff, yeah. but we, I guess we genuinely feel that about right. each other. Well, that's what I was saying. It's got to be sincere. Mm-hmm. It's not, it, it can't be forced. But being forced is different than recognizing it now after it's been unrecognized. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where people can get kind of hung up on that, where it's like, well, I'm not used to telling my wife all the time that I love her and she's beautiful. That doesn't, if you don't love her and she's not beautiful and you say it, then yes, it's going to come off forced. Mm-hmm. But if she, if you do love her and you do think she's beautiful and you aren't saying that, starting to say it just means you've recognized that you haven't done something and you're going to start doing it. Mm-hmm. But it can't be overkill. No. That's you know? true. I know. I know. It's like a fine line to, okay, dude, you got to do this, or girl, you got to do this, and but you can't make it, it can't seem forced. Mm-hmm. It can't, it can't, you can't make it seem like, this is a chore and I have to do this to make my partner feel this way. Yeah. You really have to feel that way about your partner. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't have to be like movie corny. No. I mean, one, one of the things that, that I, do, I did it today with your outfit, how I won't say, not it, I will say this, but maybe instead of saying, geez, you look really cute today, I'll be like, you think you look so cute, don't you? <laughs> Well, you are. 
<laughs> and so it it doesn't have, I mean it can be fun and playful. Uh-huh. It doesn't have to be this you know this word for word something you saw in a movie or read in a book or you know heard on heard on a podcast or something that mm-hmm. is the perfect way to say it. Make it your own, say it the way you want to say it. Just ensure that your partner understands what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, self-esteem's huge. Yes, it is. Um if you can't if you really I I think that there is people out there that have deeper rooted issues with all of this and I think that going to counseling or therapy is very beneficial Mm -hmm. and that you should do that Um, but I also believe that when you do go to counseling or therapy to be open-minded about about it about what the counselor therapist is going to tell you and just not tell you what you want to hear from uh, about about it. Yeah. Well, and, and that that's where most people go to therapy, not for a solution, but to be told that they're right mm-hmm. or expect the therapist or the counselor to take their side on it. And they're looking for that I told you so versus a real valid solution to the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I know. So, yeah, just like I said, be, be open-minded about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... With all of this, though, you have to make sure to either completely forgive the person or just move on completely. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about it, too, uh, about the about the moving on piece, because I think that you should move on and actually leave. Mm-hmm. But um, but I was thinking about that, though. And- You're talking in like severe cases, though. Yeah. Of like yes. cheating, not not just not some of the smaller trust issues. We're talking yeah. like the big ones. Right, yeah. right, right. But I think that like even with with moving on, I think that that's probably where where it just becomes a cycle type thing with those people. They try they move on, they they leave that oh, person. That's what you're saying. Yeah. And then they they move on to the next person or whatever. And but really they haven't moved on. Yeah, they're just they're, bringing their baggage exactly yeah, to a new destination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and putting that next person through hell. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, and having those hangups, and and so I think that yeah, even the the physical piece of even if you choose to move on and pack up and get out of the relationship, you still have to at some point move past it. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're going to end that cycle and not bring that baggage and not have that PTSD. And, and like we said at the beginning, you're still going to be on guard, mm-hmm. which is okay. But this next person you've you're starting. I mean, if you get, if you start to get in a relationship, you're like, oh my gosh, the, this this guy reminds me just like just he's just like my ex. Mm-hmm. Well, you're a fucking moron for dating him. Yeah. Then why are you with that yeah, person? Have better taste. <laughs> Stop picking lying, cheating assholes. Yeah. It's not rocket science. I know. Just don't date that type of guy again. I mean, that's yeah. why we've we've said multiple times on here, break the cycle by getting outside of where you typically find and meet dudes and girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Get out of that little shitty puddle you're in and go find something better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that at the end of the day, that that's really the options you have. If you're going to forgive, you have to forget. And move past it. Mm-hmm. Or if you can't and your only intentions is to stay in the relationship with someone who completely broke your trust through infidelity or, or they did something major like like you know, gambled your house away because of a gambling addiction or you know, got drunk and hit you or whatever it is, something big that is life altering and relationship ending worthy. And you choose to stay, the choice to stay shouldn't be to take that partner that did you wrong and now make them pay a penance mm-hmm. for six months to a year. Yeah. Uh, because that's never going to have a good outcome. No. Ever. Uh-uh. Yeah. Par- you, you can't treat your chi- your partner like a child and teach them a lesson. Yeah. You're just delaying the inevitable. Yeah. And you're not going to have a good relationship. And you both are going to... 
to be living in hell. And how is that person ever supposed to build their self-esteem up again? Yeah. That other person. And and I, I'm thinking very specifically of, of a couple that I know where they were, they were an attractive enough looking couple. Mm-hmm. And he cheated on her. And physically, their appearance has just deteriorated and gotten worse. And, and all of this stuff to where... I don't know if I'd say, well, they're just kind of a gross couple now. Mm-hmm. They they yeah. they look unhappy. They look miserable. They look unhealthy. Yeah. And and you can tell that it's taken this massive emotional, physical, and mental toll on both of them. When I'm, I would be. I mean, you can't get in a time time machine and, and go back and actually figure this shit out. But I, I I would be willing to bet that if she had said, you know what, fuck you, we're done. She wouldn't have went down this horrible downward spiral. She's gone down. Mm-hmm. And he probably wouldn't have either. But fuck him. Who cares what happened to him? Yeah. She wouldn't have. And so choosing to stay actually had a bigger toll on her than if she would have ended it when he cheated in the first place. I know. Um, sometimes you have to cut your losses. Mm-hmm. You just have to. I don't mm-hmm. care how many kids you got. I don't care how long you've been together. I don't care about that stuff. Sometimes staying... If you can't forgive and forget, and by forgive and forget and moving past it, I mean it's not no longer that physical, mental, and emotional burden. Mm-hmm. You can truly, truly move past it. I don't think most people can, mm-hmm. and I think that's why you see those type of results. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that with all of it, that uh, again, I think we mentioned it in the beginning, is it boils down to communication. And communicating effectively and listening to your partner and listening to their needs and telling them your needs. Yeah. It's that's the most important part. And of course that's the most important important part of every relationship. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Show enough. Show enough. Do you have anything else? Nope. I'm good. All right. Well, thank you again. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks.